and gentlemen, you are listening to Unqualified with your host, Anna Ferris. What do you like on a turkey sandwich? Oh, um, I like like a basic turkey sandwich, just turkey and Wait, I do like, you like a baguette. Like a roasted turkey? Do you like a slight like sliced turkey? Do, do like you deli like, turkey. like deli turkey? Okay, deli okay. Turkey. But those baguettes will cut the shit out of the roof of your mouth. So yeah, so like turkey, cheese. I like to keep it simple: lettuce, tomato. Hey everybody, it's sandwich talk <laughs> with Busy Phillips. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite thing in the world. How are you? Just for people to understand history, we've known each other for a million years. It seems like two thousand year two thousand two thousand one. Yeah. Do, do you want to tell? There? Do you want to tell the story of how we met? Do you remember it? No. I remember it very well. Okay. So we didn't actually become friends until I started dating Mark Silverstein. So we, so we really, we met, but we weren't friends. Well. We were, you mad? we were like, no, no, no. We were just like in the same. You said no, no, no. Like, no, no, no. We, we were not not friends. No, no, no. We, no, no, it no. wasn't like a. No, you said you. No, I was like, no, 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 no. Do we have some issues to work out here on the podcast? <laughs> 100% not. But, um, no, but we were just like around. Yes. Okay, we met. Yeah. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Okay. We met at the very first Fast and the Furious movie audition. Oh, my God. Do you remember this? No. Okay, so this is... I don't is, remember the audition. I feel like that audition was before... I don't know if you had shot Scary Movie. We could probably I look it up. I must have shot it, yeah. But but I had, but, but it hadn't we come were, out. Yeah, Because at once I that do, happened, I, I feel like... memory of... But Aaron, I remember thinking, like, I don't I don't know if this shoe fits. You know what I mean? In terms... The, fa- the Fast like, and the Furious? Yeah, with me. You yeah, know what no, I mean? Like, me, <laughs> me neither. Like, like, where? I'm not sure if I'm a piece in this puzzle. <laughs> Definitely neither one of us pieces in that puzzle. But I do know that you told me that you were that you were waiting to go in. No, no, no. You're waiting to go in. And I walked out of you like could kind of hear my audition. You didn't know who I was, whatever. And I came out of the room and I threw the sides like directly into the trash, like kind of aggressively. Like I just threw them out and then walked out the door. And you were like, who the fuck is that bitch? I didn't say bitch. No, no, no. Like in like a good way. Yes. Bitch yeah, in a good yeah, way. yeah. Because I remember thinking like, that is exactly what you have to do. You have to like throw it away. Yes. You yeah. can't hold on to like any of these auditions. And and it wasn't like I was not, it's, it had nothing to do with the material or the movie, but that was my, that was always my superstition thing with auditions was that as soon as I walked out of the audition room, I would throw away the script and the side so that it just wasn't even like a part of me anymore. So I didn't have it in my car. I didn't look at it. I and love think, that. Like, and then you, and you don't call your agent yeah. and be like, "How? what was yeah. the feedback? Did you get any feedback? Uh, what did they I'm think? too short. Do you remember auditioning for Scary Movie? Yeah. And what? I love you. Um, I do remember auditioning for, for Scary Movie. I auditioned for five days straight. Um, I was like... And just being terrified, yeah, you know, and and thinking that there's no way that this is going to happen. To be fair, can I tell Should you something? Been. I've never seen it. You've never seen it? No. You wrote about it in your book. I wrote about the audition. Busy? I, I never, yeah, I never really saw it. I've seen like parts of it I, on cable. I feel like <laughs> I, there were some. Is this oh, shocking? Is no, this no, rude? No, I, I feel like the only reason I got the role was because so many other actresses turned it down. No, no, no. I didn't turn it down. To be, I they wanted me to come in and audition, and I thought 
uh, I don't know. I just couldn't do it at that moment. I mean, now I think that like we've sort of become like adjusted to like raunchier comedy or whatever. But at that time in 1999, I, I mean, things were still like raunchy, whatever. But but there was risk involved in. I mean, I didn't have the script until after I was hired. Oh, that's what I was going to ask you. Did you read the script? No, no, I didn't get it until after I was hired. Yeah. So I'm on a flight to Vancouver reading the script uh-huh. and like, oh, man. Oh, boy. What? What am I about to do? And I'm going to get fired because I'm not funny. Also, I want to think you were funny. No. You thought you were a ser- you were going to be like a serious actor, right? The story that I tell myself is that I think that uh, you know that I, that I didn't think I was going to make it as an actor, but I had some kind of undercurrent confidence. I was like, okay, I'm going to give LA a year. I'll work as a waitress, see if I can do something. Uh-huh. So there was at least something in there right. that made me feel like I was okay. At acting, I certainly did not think I was comedic. What did? What about you? I didn't think that I was funny at all. Like I really thought that I would be a serious dramatic actor. <laughs> well, but don't you think that part of being a comedic actor is conviction, which yes. you have in spades? Yeah. Well, and I think to me, the most interesting comedic actors to watch are the ones that have the most like gravitas or like you really feel when you watch it that it's grounded and rooted in something real and it's not just like some insane cartoonish right 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 it comes from it comes from sincerity that's the thing about like scary movie i do feel like one of the things like one of the reasons why you became you like hit so big from that is because your sweetness and like who you really are as a person I think like you were able to <laughs> to get across right and people wanted to root for you um what has been your most rewarding job i would say i have really enjoyed the last few years of my career the most in right. terms of because I took so much control and ownership over what I was doing. And that's kind of meant, for the most part, not really taking acting jobs. Yeah. I love acting. And what's my favorite role of all time is a different kind of thing in my brain. So I really loved playing Laurie on Cougar Town. I really enjoyed that. It was really fun. It was a fun character to play I would loved it I like a challenge so it would always interest me at least I wouldn't be bored and so I would try to think of the way to say it in her rhythm and all of that busy can I give you a compliment yeah sure as I look into your beautiful eyes (laughs) um without revealing too much of my personal life which I want to I want to and one day I will but um I remember a time when you were so ferociously loyal, when I was with somebody that you did not care for. And you were like, you were like a viper. Yeah. Do you remember that? I mean, yeah. You, it meant a lot to me. Yeah. We were good friends. It was really kind. It was really kind. Well, I'm glad. God, we all go through all of these different seasons, right? You know, and especially like you have 
children. And once you add other people that you're responsible for, you're like, well, I got to make sure that that's taken care of first and foremost. Um, but I never hesitate to send, even if it's someone that I, you know, have been friends with or haven't seen for a while, like if something's happening or something's going on, I never hesitate to send the thing because what is it, you know, why not? Like just send the text or send the email or call. You, you are friends with so many people and women specifically. Yeah. And I love that about you. You've always been, you've always had that kind of uh, loyalty. Can I tell you something? Yeah. I read this article a really long time ago about how Winona Ryder and Gwyneth Paltrow were best friends. And then um, Gwyneth Paltrow saw the script for Shakespeare in Love at Winona Ryder's house and like called her agent and got it and then won the Oscar. And listen, I don't, this was in an article, so I'm not like, this is, it is clearly Hollywood gossip, but it's not, I'm not the one that made it up. It was in an article that I read a really long time ago, right? And and then they were never friends again. And I remember that article, I think it was like in Vanity Fair, had such an impact on me because I was like, I, I don't know, an Oscar is not worth it to me. Like a person, I can't speak to their relationship. I don't know their fucking relationship, but I'm just saying like, in general, people are the most important thing in this world. You know what I mean? And all the rest of this is fine. And I'm an artist and I want to put stuff into the world and I want to create stuff and do stuff. But at the expense of a friendship, at the expense of like supporting other women, at the expense of not supporting or, you know, elevating other women no fuck that why why would I even need to be a part of that that's just like a patriarchal construct that we've all like bought into for so many years I fucking love you you know so that like I feel like that was a very (laughs) important gossipy article in Vanity Fair in like 1999 I don't know when I know that you know the memory that I'm thinking of. yeah I do that I and I'm I love you for that Okay, deal breakers. Okay, busy. Yes. Imagine you're single. Mm-hmm. You go to his house and see a mattress on the floor. Deal breaker. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> you preempted that. Yeah, but okay. Sorry. Go ahead. What is it? Wait. Why? Why would that be a deal breaker? Because, dude, you're. Well, what if he just moved? What if no, his bed you... was being delivered? His frame was being delivered in like five days. Well, that's a com- that's a different conversation. But like, I feel like sometimes grown men think that it's okay to just have like a box spring and mattress on the ground with no bed. Can I tell you I'm okay with that? Oh, wow. Yep. That's wow. the kind of person I am busy. Okay. Yep. Uh-huh. All right. Yep. I'm going to need yep. more than just a box spring and a mattress. Uh-huh. All right. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. What if in the shower there's, um, there isn't any shampoo or conditioner, but a bar of, um, what's the Irish soap? Irish spring? Yeah. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Yeah, that's okay. That's okay? Yeah. 
you're okay with a, pers- right, a person like just using like trying to be good for the environment no plastic yeah okay he's just he's just what using a bar of soap toothpaste it's simply baking soda i again environmentally conscious he's trying to do his thing he's okay. trying to save the world <laughs> I love you. Okay. You go to his house and Uh see that he has every season of Walker, Texas Ranger on DVD. I don't know what Walker, Texas Ranger really was, but it's like a, it's like a Western starring somebody. Who was it? Chuck Norris. Yeah. I don't know. People like their shit. You know, I always think of like nostalgic television shows for people that it just brings them some sort of comfort. Okay. Um, I got so mad last night on Instagram. I had like a troll and oh. I rarely get them. Oh, can we talk about that? Um, just like got to keep it real. Uh, I like just need you to know, you know, and that's the thing I hate. Like I prefer a troll that's like you fat fucking untalented bitch. Like I prefer that because it's less insidious to me than a person who under the guise of like wanting the best for oh, you oh, needs to let you know oh, yeah. some things that they yes. have like come up with that they need you to know. I get that a lot. Like, yeah. are you okay? Mm-hmm. Like, what? Honey, I'm just worried about you. Oh my God. No, I was thinking about it. Cause I, I think that, I think that every person that's sort of in the public eye in whatever capacity has like a different version of the, are you okay's. You know, and mine are the keeping it reals. Like, so you get, are, are you okay? And I get like, just keeping it real, girlfriend. I got to tell you this. Your show sucked. And it's like, okay, like, don't fucking watch it. I don't know what to tell you. Like, I didn't, I don't care, you know, I, whatever. But like, I get the, just got to keep it real with you. And you get the, are you okay? And at the end of the day, this I is what I say that. to my daughter, my 11 year old. <laughs> When she's being unkind or snotty or bratty or whatever to either me or her dad or her friend or whatever, I say, like, how does that make you feel inside? Like, when you hear when you hear yourself talking like that, how does that make you feel? I love that you say that. Does that make you feel good? Because I can't imagine that it does. I can only imagine that it kind of makes you feel worse. Yes, I love it that you say that. And, like, so if you already are feeling bad, like, let's figure out a way to make you feel better, not fucking worse. Yeah. And those women and people, I'm not, I'm, I'm generalizing that they're women, the are you okay is, the just keeping it real. They're feeling really bad about something. And them doing that does not make them feel better. It makes them feel worse. And it just, I wish that I could, like, tell them. Like. I know. I know. You know, maybe you just need to respond. Are you okay? <laughs> but. Like, I love what Sarah Silverman started doing a couple years ago with people I on Twitter. Oh. No, like, where she would kind of, like, go on deep dives with um, trolls and then, like, just sort of meet them from at a place, for, like, coming from kindness where she would be like, it's hard to do and it's a lot of energy and, like, we all are but living is, our own but lives. it's pretty amazing. But it's amazing because she would have these real connections with people who are, like, saying the most horrible things to her. And she – one in particular that I remember, just this tweet that I saw where she said, hey, I looked at your profile and I see that you've, like, had chronic back problems for years. Is there anyone out there that can help this guy with – you know, what he's experiencing and like some, a doctor got in touch with him and then he like went to the specialist and it was this whole full journey that like 
And she and she was like, it must feel terrible to be in pain all the time. I'm really sorry you're going through that. God, how how big of a person. That that's that's amazing. That's really what we it's all it. need to remember. Yeah. Yeah. You that know? we're that we're lonely. Yeah. Whether like we're whatever, being able to talk into microphones or you know, tweet or whatever. Post like, it online. Yeah, we're 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 all we are all fundamentally lonely. We find connections. We find love with any luck, and but but there is that undercurrent um, of of loneliness. I think that we all search for something. Yeah. As we like march towards death. Oh God. <laughs> oh no. Sorry, oh, Busy. No. I brought the bad news. Oh no. I know. <laughs> anyway. Um, so as much as like that was totally insane, the people asking Gosh. you if you're okay are totally insane as well. I, I don't know. I don't know what that is. I don't know. Well, I people like you, you and I both have the thing, and we don't have to talk about personal relationships, but people felt a thing about your marriage. Um, and, you know, people feel like an attachment to me with my family and my kids because of my online persona and what I choose to share and all of that. And yours was a little bit more public and because of, you know. But I didn't know, and I still don't know how to handle it. I don't, I don't know how to, um, hand, I don't know how to finesse what, what is shared and what is not shared mm-hmm. Because I do view myself as a bit of an introvert. I mm-hmm. am an introvert. You are. You are. I, know. I kind of. I. I, I, I no, you were always like a homebody. You were always somebody that like you liked to be in your home, like surrounded by the people closest to you. This was for years. And I love it that you say that. Thank yeah. you. That, we, is, that is very validating because I always felt guilty for not being like more popular, um, or like, or like I don't know, out just, and about. Yeah. But um, so yeah, so negotiating those waters is really difficult. I would imagine that that would cause you to maybe not be as trustful of your gut in terms of what intrinsically feels right to share. Because even if something like felt right to share, you're like, but wait, is that, uh, I have to second guess this because I have all these other people. Completely. Yes, completely. There's like all different, these different camps of restrictions on my story or whatever. Right. Who is our first caller? So you have the sheet here. So Christy, her subject says, my Jerry Springer story, a.k.a. how I met my husband. Okay. This is Christy. Christy, hi, it's Anna. Hi, Anna. Christy, thank you so much. We're here with Busy Phillips. Hi, Christy. Hi, so nice to meet you. Tell us what's going on. Okay, I have to tell a little bit of a background. So I used to be married um, a long time ago to this horrible person. Anyways, so things are going bad in that marriage. And um, I ended up finding out that he had cheated on me. And I spoke to his girlfriend. And she was telling me that she didn't know he was married and all this, but whatever. And anyway, so I left him and filed for divorce. So um, my friends, they're really good, like snoopers, I guess. I don't know. They have my back. They kind of looked into this girl, found out she was in a relationship and living with her boyfriend. And so I went back and forth deciding on whether or not to call this guy. And I decided for, you know, 
I just, he had a right to know. And for his health reasons, on top of that, I was like, you know what, I'm going to tell him. So found out who he was, called him, called him. And um, we ended up having this connection. And fast forward two years later, we're married. What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we relocated. We've moved to Seattle and kind of moved on with our life and left all that nastiness in the past, all that Jerry Springer stuff. <laughs> and uh, now we're in Seattle and we're trying to like meet friends and get to know people here. But the big question that we get asked like immediately is, hey, how did you guys meet? And uh, I have to go into this terrible story about my divorce and why I got divorced and everything in the first five seconds that we meet people. So wait, um, okay, I have a couple of thoughts. Um, so having grown up in that area, I know that people can be, um, they're very polite, but they can be cold, you know, like, yeah, it's, it is, it's, it's, it is, it's a weird thing that happens up there. I found at least that, you know, so know, know that you're not alone, but, um, but also, um, do you, how is your relationship now? Are you guys really happy and... Like, do you like living in Seattle? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're really happy. Like, this is what marriage was supposed to be like. <laughs> can, oh, I ask you, can I ask you a question? How old are you now? I'm 33. You're 33. And how old were you when all when, when you got married the first time? I was 26. 26. Okay. And then, and so, like, how recent did all of this happen? Um, we just got married in January, and uh, my divorce and everything um, got finalized when I was 30. Oh, okay. Maybe so, 31. But I do think it's important, Christy, <laughs> because I think that time is valuable in relationships. And time with your new friendships is going to be just as valuable as time that you, the distance, the time that you get from your previous relationship and um, how you and your husband actually met. Christy, are you... Um did you guys move there for a job is like, are you isolated yeah. from your families? He's actually from Washington originally. And, um, yeah, he has a, he has a son out here. And so it wasn't like, who's going to move. It was like, when am I going to move kind of thing? So, um, we wanted to be closer to his son. Because what I sense and, and forgive me, Christy, for being presumptuous in any way, but what I sense in your question is like, how do I find a sense of community? Um, and like, how do I like in an area that I totally recognize it's so hard to make friends. I think it's hard to make friends as an adult always for people. This is it's like one of the things that I get Super asked the hard. most. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how yeah. do you maintain your friendships? How are you, you know, like, right. how, do, how do I meet people? How right. do I? And so, hard. and so then when people are asking Christy, like, oh, so how did you, how did you guys meet? And that's and, like the typical first question. Like, well, everybody cheated on each other. And so now we're married. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Christy, yeah, to sum it up like that. It's an awkward topic and yeah. hard to talk about. Well, I think actually that's really interesting that you said that. I feel like. I think that there is validity. You don't have to tell everybody your story. like. But I think there's validity for you and your husband to figure out how you guys feel about it, really. And I think that the distance thing is important because I think the further you move from it and the more you sort of like heal from the wound of what 
you perceived like in your previous marriages, um, you know, like they did you the biggest favor of your lives, obviously. Right. And, and also weirdly, like if you believe in like universal shit and fate and life, like you and this guy were meant to find each other. It just was a way that was complicated and tricky. So I do feel like with the people that you're meeting at parties or work events or whatever, I don't think that saying that you met online or you had mutual friends on Facebook is an outright lie. I think that that's actually like a nice way for you to get through those situations. And when you really start to become friends with people, you can like you have to be okay with your story first before you share it with your friends. Chrissy, is there someone in particular, like a family member or is there someone that you don't want us to tell the story to? I get a lot of weird judgments from it. From um, from your family? First, it was hard to tell people we were even dating because people were just like, oh, God, why don't you just get away from that whole situation? And I did try. I mean, like, <laughs> I tried to date other people, but me and him just, we had this connection. And I, like, I just felt like we were supposed to be together. Do you find personal pressure from your family or friends that are back home is that is that weighing on you i i guess some of the feedback that i got at the beginning of our relationship might be kind of affecting how i answer that question now to new people because some people were kind of like hesitant and giving me advice of not maybe you shouldn't be with this guy or whatever right. at the beginning when it was my friends and family and now I'm meeting new people. I'm like, what are they going to think? Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. People, we're, we're all so self-absorbed for the most part <laughs> that I don't think that anyone's going to, to pass judgment, at least people that you want in your life at all. But I do think that your concern about this seems to tap into um, some concerns that you have about your family or his family or other people from your past, like sort of trailing you, haunting you. I mean, I say this because I like my mom. I love her so much. She's so ferociously loyal. But man, she like scarred me sexually. She was like, if you, you know, like if you ever have a sexual desire, you're going to like burn in hell or whatever, even though she was an atheist. I still carry 
those weights with me. So like the idea of shame or, or how we perceive people judging us, I think it's a particular guilt that a lot of women carry. Yeah. I don't want you to carry that. And, right. I, and I don't want you to have to either make up a story or, or feel obligated to tell the, the truth necessary. Like in an ideal world, I want you to be able to just say, to you own know, your own story. Yeah. That we're yeah. in love and this is crazy. Here's what happened. There was infidelity. We met and uh, whatever. And now we're here. And yeah, like a little bit to me, I do think, and that's why I said the thing about time. Like, I feel like you just need, you guys, you need to feel a little bit more settled about it in order to own it and realize I don't know, the way you just said it, you know, you felt like you were meant to be with this guy. You were brought together in a really unconventional way. But like, dude, life is weird. You know, people meet all kinds of ways. So weird. And yeah. Yeah. And like, you're so lucky. You're so lucky that you have someone that you're like, this is my guy. I'm in love with him and we're married and I'm super excited about it. I would think that like if I were at a party, I'm just speaking from personal experience and I met you. And I asked you the question, how'd you guys meet? And you're like, this is kind of wild. But his wife was cheating on him with my husband. Um, And then we struck up a friendship and two years later fell in love. I would be like, oh, my God, that's the fucking best thing I've ever heard. That's incredible. Did they end up together, Christy? You know, I don't know. And I... I don't care. <laughs> no one should care. But I just was curious, like, you know. Yeah, yeah. I, people usually ask me that, too. And I'm like, I just, I never kept tabs on them. Like, when I left my husband, like, we just, we literally never spoke ever again. Wow. It oh, that's tough. really weird and sad, but. It's yeah, that is tough. You know, I have lots of theories about the idea of closure. I don't really believe in it because I don't think that it it, it happens because I think that there's the lingering pain that should be there, I think, of, of like a meaningful breakup that m- meant something to you. So it lingers for years. I think that that's okay. I mean, I think it has to be okay. Because otherwise, yeah. it, like, we, w- we won't be human. Um, and yeah, the idea- that was a big thing of what me and my husband bonded over, too, is we we're both hurting. At the time. Yeah. And Christy, I totally know that Seattle can be a really lonely place. I wish I, I don't know, we had easy answers for you. But Christy, I, um, I think that as long as you're happy and also though, you said something about your ex, how you guys haven't talked. And I think that that's okay. I, I do think that's okay. And it's not I know, I understand in your gut, it's not satisfying. I think it's okay for now. I'm not angry about it anymore. Like I was angry at the beginning. And I feel like I don't have any desire to talk to him, but I'm also not angry anymore. I think I've talked about this in the podcast a bit that I don't think I've ever been like, I, I don't think I've ever had a breakup where um, my ex has like been begging for me back. And I've always, I mean, who doesn't want that where it's like, oh, even if you're like, no, I'm not going to, I don't want to be with you. I've never had that either. Really? Yeah. And that's. Are we too, like, 
bossy and strong. I don't know. But I, yeah, I've always got, I've always wanted that too. That's, Everybody wants that. Yeah. It's like, he, you want like your, you know, your drama school teacher to be like, oh, I knew you were going to be brilliant. <laughs> or whatever. I did get that. I did. Guys, fine. I mean, just sorry. Fine. Fine. Uh, <laughs> I think that like the takeaway is that Seattle's tough to make friends, but everywhere's tough to make friends. But that also Seattle's particularly difficult. I'm defensive. Okay, okay go, go on, go on. But that Christy, you are bringing residual judgment from your old group of friends and maybe some family members into these new people who have nothing. They're not, they're not bringing anything yet. You don't even know them. Do you know what I mean? You have a great chance. You're going to make new friends. Like, I don't know if I personally would want to be friends with someone who would be like, Oh, that's weird. How'd that happen? You know, (laughs) someone who would be really judgmental of my life choice, you know? That's very true. And, and like, don't let the, past of not just the pre your previous marriages but like how you felt judgment and felt shame about you finding something really wonderful out of something really terrible that happened to you don't let that shame and judgment follow you to seattle i actually weirdly do have some friend tips well yeah i need some friends (laughs) okay do you have a job yes i do okay the best way to bond with someone is to find a common enemy um, oh my God, you're evil! I know it's oh, the best, baby, and it doesn't. So it's not evil. like it's not. It doesn't have. To, it's not like an. It's not like an evil enemy. It's just like, it's like someone that like you both can just be like, oh my God, that person destroyed the bathroom again. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's number one. <laughs> okay, well, wait, wait, wait. What if you and new friend Christy started putting up like obnoxious signs in the bathroom, like please make sure. That you do not pee on the lid. I always say that. Make sure that um, there isn't any soap residue um, left on the sink. Thank you so much, but do so much in all caps. So (laughs) much. With with a bunch of exclamation points. Um, I feel like it's always like fun to bond with someone at work about like someone else's like bath- fish sandwich a, a, a or whatever thing, a, you know what i mean like bathroom sign they, is pretty funny a, wo- a woman's bathroom sign is pretty funny um yeah. the yeah. other thing i was gonna say is that i think that in modern in recent times um <laughs> i modern times in recent years i've actually made good friends from random workout classes that i go to you know you go to the same class at the same time every week like a yoga class or a spin class or I do this weird bouncing on trampoline classes here in LA that I'm obsessed with. And I've become like, if you go to the same class, the same teacher, people do routines and you like will meet, you know, people. Do you work out, Christy? Yeah. You do? Yeah, I actually, I teach fitness part-time. So Fantastic. <laughs> Yeah, it's hard to meet people in my classes because I'm, like, teaching it. So they still check me a little oh, bit afterwards. Oh, that makes they, sense. I can see them all bonding. And, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Oh, Christy, that makes sense. Yeah, because, yeah, really of course, does. you're the teacher. Oh. But that is, that's interesting. Maybe yeah. I need to go take other people's classes. I think that's what you have to do. Yeah. That would be, I think, helpful. But I want you to, like, be able to have 
women in your life in Seattle that you can like start to build relationships with that are outside of like couple friends that you're making with your husband. I think that's important. But the key is like consistency in timing. Like, you know, like it's like always you always go to like Sunday 2 p.m. spin or whatever. You always go to the farmer's uh, market on Sundays. You're I really good at this. I think that people we always think that people are going to be more judgmental than they really are. Right. Don't you think? Yeah. And I think societally, we like get real bogged down in shame. And it's a thing yeah. that like we have to yeah. start letting go of, especially yeah. as women so, moving Chrissy, forward. So our final advice, and I speak for busy here as well, is just say that you fucked a ton of dudes. You just <laughs> fucked everybody. You were at this wedding, you fucked them all. And um, and now you're happily married. <laughs> did I say that in a gentle voice? Yeah, I feel like it was I really, did. You sounded it, like it, a therapist. I, I it was did. really good. Christy, thank you so much. Let's please be in touch. Thank you. Thanks, Christy. You were great. Well, I didn't think it was that. I don't think it's that controversial. But I do think I think she's bringing the judgment from her past. Yeah. Friends yes, and family. Most definitely, yeah. But that's the thing. Sometimes it feels like the the questions should be sort of like, well, e- easy or whatever. It, not that it's easy, but there's a lot. There's a lot because there are more. so many layers. Because really, yeah. what she's asking is like, how do I make friends? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I totally, yeah, I totally know that's yeah the Seattle chill. I went to Seattle once with my ex boyfriend. Which one? <sighs> I don't talk to him anymore. This is like so fucking indicative of everything that was wrong in our relationship. I like really, I really, I was, I had, I made all the money and had a career and all this stuff. And I really wanted to like go on vacation with him. And he was always just like, I can't afford it. Blah, 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 blah. I don't know. Blah, blah, blah. And so I was like, I'll pay for vacation. Like I really, like I love beaches and pools and I want to like sit on a beach and have a margarita and like chill the fuck and he out was like, i want to go to seattle i swear to god and he yeah. was like i can't just like go to a beach and like sit there blah 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 i'm fucking paying for this shit by the way and anyway this was like toward the very end of our relationship and i was like well, okay well what and he's like well i mean i've never been to seattle and like a girl that i'm friends with still from high school lives there so we could and i was like okay sounds fun <laughs> We went to Seattle. And, like, I do have... I actually think it's true. Like, I do have, like, a thing tied to it that, like... I don't think I'll ever go back there, man. Uh, did you visit the girl? Uh, yeah, we did. We star. Star. Yeah. <laughs> right over there by that first Starbucks. Oh, and, um, oh God. Oh, uh, where God. they throw the fish oh, busy, and the whole, whole thing. I'm and I was sorry. like... And the whole time I was just like, I was cold and damp. <laughs> like, every part of me felt damp. And I just was like, all I wanted was to go to a resort in Mexico. Like, why? And I'm paying for this? No. Ugh, the mistakes we make. Oh, God. Hello? Hi, is this Becca? Yeah. Hi, Becca. It's Anna Ferris, and I'm here with Busy Phillips. Oh, my gosh. Hi. Hi, Becca. So nice to meet you guys. Becca, thank you so much for submitting um, a question. So tell us what's going on. Okay, so my question is about um, this girl who was my best friend. So um, her name's Jessica. We were best friends for at least five years. We were roommates in college. Um, we have matching tattoos together, basically joined at the hip. Wow. Um, 
Yeah. That's commitment. Yeah, something. <laughs> um, but she was like even the best, uh, not best man, maid of honor at my wedding. <laughs> um, so after the wedding, she moved like four hours away to go and do her grad program. So we, we drifted apart like a little bit just with the distance and how busy she was with her grad program. Um, but, you know, like we still kept in touch would send text messages now and then to keep up. Um, I'd always like send out little Snapchats, just say, Hey, how's it going? Here's what's up. Keep you in the loop. Um, and then one day, I guess it was April. I sent her a Snapchat and it came up as pending, you know, like when somebody's not your friend on Snapchat, I'm like, Hmm, that's weird. So at first I thought maybe she has deleted her Snapchat something. Hmm. And then I went through all my social media and sure enough, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, I was deleted off everything. But she still um, has her account. I checked with our mutual friends, and they were all still friends with her. Um, my husband is still friends with her on Facebook. So Wait, what? it was obviously just, we're deleting you. <laughs> um, so I wrote up a little text just to say, hey, I thought I was deleted off some stuff. Like, did I do something? Um, like, did something happen? And I went to send it, and my number was blocked. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, so. Becca, um, what does she think you did? <laughs> I don't know. Wait, that's um, wild. Yeah, so uh, a couple weeks later, I was like, this is super weird. I'm going to message your mom. <laughs> so I messaged her mom on Facebook, and she was totally blown away. She was like, I had no idea anything was going on with you guys. I haven't heard anything. Um and her mom let me know that she had actually just moved to Texas for a new job to uh, start fresh. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Becca, can I ask you something really, really vulnerable? Yeah, sure. And you don't have to answer it, but what is what does your gut tell you? My gut tells me I know she's had some mental health issues in the past. So I'm wondering if maybe something came up with like her depression got really bad or something and maybe she couldn't handle it and wanted me out. I don't know. Do you think that there's anything like that happened at the wedding? Like that? No. She like we had a great time. Um, like hooked up with a, like a groomsman or? It was just completely out of the blue. And I hadn't done anything. Like, I mean, like, we hadn't really been talking that regularly. So, I mean, well, you she, know, it's not even like I said anything recently to her well, that was. 
Oh, oh, Becca, I'm so sorry. Can I ask you a question? So, Becca, what was like the tenor of your relationship from the beginning? Like, were you the one? Because you mentioned that like she had had some depression or she struggled previously. Mm-hmm. Are you the one that's like got their shit together and she's like, I'm trying to figure it out? <laughs> you know? No, if anything, I think she's the one that had all her shit together. I mean, I dropped out of college. She graduated. So if anything, she had like her head on straight, like always. Okay. Um, oh, Becca, shit. I'm yeah. so sorry. This is so totally confusing. This this has happened to me before, though. I've had a couple of friends in the past that that I haven't like talked to for mm-hmm. years now, and and I don't I don't know if it was like moving to Los Angeles, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. But it, like the, those mysteries in life, ah, shit. Though mm-hmm. I wish I could yeah. offer you a solid I answer. Like, I feel like there's a version where you could don't like compose something and send it immediately, but where you could like write yeah. a letter saying, basically, like I'm my feelings are really I'm like really heartbroken about this. I really miss you. I'm sorry if. Mm-hmm when you moved, she was going to grad school. Yeah. I'm sorry if when you went to grad school, if maybe you felt like I wasn't reaching out enough and Mm -hmm. maybe you were, you know, like, and that I was like in my new marriage and just wasn't paying attention Mm -hmm. to our friendship. Um, Mm -hmm. but I miss you and I love you and I'm always here and I will be here and you know how to find me. And I want you to know that, you know, our friendship has been something that I'm not, I don't, I personally don't want to let go of. Can I tell kind of a personal mm-hmm. story? I would love it. Really? Yeah. Okay. So when Chris and I separated and we were going our different ways and I, and I was falling in love, my childhood friend um, kept reaching out to me. She was like, what's going on? Cause she, cause all she heard was like the public stuff mm-hmm, right. and, um, and she kept reaching out to me, but I wasn't ready to like, I wasn't ready mentally to like talk yeah. to anybody yet. And so I didn't talk to her for over a year and mm-hmm. she kept reaching out to me and saying like, what did I do? Are you mad? And it wasn't anything that she did. It was just like, I just wasn't ready to, to talk about everything. Like I I just wasn't ready to, I mean, like our friendship is based on like a deep love, but also nostalgia. So Mm -hmm. I wasn't ready for that. So recently I reached out to her and I was like, I'm just, I'm so sorry and she totally for instantly forgave me, which was so incredible mm-hmm. of her um, to just be like, oh, my God, I, I love you. Like, but I, ju- I just needed that that minute. And I and it was inexplicable. And I didn't mean to punish her in any way because she's amazing. Um, but but sometimes people have their own shit and they like uh, like you kind of disappear for a minute. And, yeah, that and, makes sense. So I don't know if that's what's going on with your friend, but, um, Mm -hmm. but that, that at least is my, that's my story. And now, um, I feel so good that 
that I'm reconnected with yeah. with my dear friend. But maybe that that's sense. like why I was saying like maybe you write just a nice thoughtful note. Like sometimes there are things in life that we just don't know. Like we will just never know and right. that sucks. Mm-hmm. Um but maybe you just write this thing yeah. and say like I'm here if and when you ever decide you want to talk and if not like I love you and wish you the best. You're the maid of honor my wedding. We had a great time in college together yeah. and like mm-hmm. That's just, I just need to say this because I feel really confused by this situation and I love you and I'm wishing you the best. That was Mm -hmm. was the most generous gift that she could have ever given me. So maybe just every once in a while, gently, like, just say, like, I love you um, without manipulation, you know, just say, like, yeah, I like that without, like hope you're well, want to hear from you. Don't, don't do that part. Just say like, I love you so much. And maybe send her like Mm -hmm. a funny picture from your childhood every once in a while or something. Uh, But, but, um, and she'll come back around. I think, I think. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, no matter what, I always want the best for her. Yeah. Um, And I'll always love her. She's such a big part of my life, but. Yeah. But um, I so understand. I know that I know the pain that I inflicted on my friend now that I didn't realize mm-hmm. before. And I feel really guilty about that. And, but she mm-hmm. was still, she is still there for me. Like it's, it's just amazing. I mm-hmm. am so grateful for that. So I guess the, the, yeah, the only advice is without putting too much mm-hmm. pressure on her, just let her, letting her know that you love her without a guilt trip, because she's probably, if she's cut you off, she's probably cut a lot of other people off. That's what happened with me. I cut everybody off. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. she's probably getting a lot of like people in her life being like, where are you? And right. I do think it's a little bit odd that, well, maybe we shouldn't go into this too much, but that, that your husband is still. Yeah. Why didn't she unfriend him? Yeah. I don't know. Like my husband, my cousin, I don't, I don't get it. It's just me. <laughs> hmm. Maybe that's a jealousy thing. What I don't know. Busy? I always figured like either I've never known if I should try and like reach out to her more or just try and move on, even though it hurts. But um, I like the the idea of, you know, sending her some love now and then just because she probably does need time, whatever it is. Oh, my God. Wait, I just remembered. I got ghosted. Who ghosted you? A friend of mine that I was like super, super close with. He uh, And they moved to... They moved to another city and fully ghosted me. And it was like heartbreaking. It was heartbreaking. This was like <laughs> recent years. <laughs> like, I feel like oh, I, yeah. didn't, I, had, I didn't have cricket yet. So I was like in my early 30s. And I think ultimately I like came to the realization that obviously like that it wasn't really about me. And Mm -hmm. that this person just really wanted to start over in their new place and that whatever our relationship was, like, they couldn't continue it in what they wanted to be. And I don't know. Mm -hmm. And, like, you know, I had a lot of, like, oh, maybe it's me. I'm too much or I'm too needy or, you know. (laughs) And then ultimately I was just, like, wish you the best, man. You know, like, I I hope everything's great. Did you ever hear from I've seen, I've seen that person. I don't think it's really 
anything on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think that, I mean, on, I think you know when it's on you. Like Anna was saying, like she had to call, she owed the apology. Yeah. I had to apologize to yeah. one of my friends in the last 10 years too, which is like, mm-hmm. that's hard. You know that you've done something wrong that's hurt somebody else. Yeah. But in this case, if you right. genuinely are like, I'm racking my brain, I yeah, truly like, don't lost. know. I don't know. Yeah, it does feel like Becca was like my friend yeah. to some degree. Like yeah. she's like, why is Anna not like? What did I do? What did I do? And it, it, she didn't mm-hmm. do anything. It was just that yeah. I just couldn't. I just couldn't. I don't know. And I, and I, it was weak of me, but I was just in a place where I felt, I don't know, like I couldn't. I couldn't tell everything. I don't know, but. Oh, Becca, I'm so sorry. And it's okay. At this point, it just feels surreal, you know? Yeah. yeah. I do. Yeah. yeah. Like all these memories pop up. She's in my wedding album. Yeah. I haven't talked to her. But well, honey, I will, I will say this um, just from somebody who's been married for a million fucking years, like old lady glamour over here. You're going to look at that wedding album and you're going to be like, I don't remember that person's <laughs> name. Like, that is what ends up happening. No. Like, I'm, uh, Anna, I'm yeah. not even kidding you. Like, there you, there will be people in your wedding album that when you guys, you know, celebrate your 15-year anniversary, you're going to be like, oh, my God, what happened to that person? No, Have you no. ever seen that person again? No, no, no. no. We were just no. in Mexico. It's so true. No. We were just in Mexico with good friends of ours no. now who were celebrating their 13th wedding anniversary. <laughs> and uh, I'm going to. This is embarrassing. I don't remember how long Mark and I have been married. Wait. Yes, I do. 12 years because Birdie is 11. Um, I can do math. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so we've been married 12 years. They've been married 13. And we were talking about how it's such a bummer. Like you become friends with new groups of people because you have kids and like, yeah. No, yeah. I've always wondered if maybe I should like reach out more. And um, this makes me feel a lot better about maybe sending like any of the notes I have, you know, in my notes section. <laughs> I think every once in a while, a, a note of love, just of love, like yeah. resist the temptation to be, right. to, to just love. No yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Cause yeah. we don't know what's happening with her. We don't yeah. know what's going on. And, yeah. and you know, it meant a right. lot to me that my friend was simply like, I Her love sister. you. Yeah. And Aww. that, that meant the world to me. It made me feel like I could easily mm-hmm. come back to her. Um, and you anyway, did. Yeah. And I did. And I did. And I love her. And I love you, Becca. And thank you so much. Thanks, Aww. Becca. Thank you guys so much. This really does make me feel so okay, much better. Good. Oh, that's nice. more clarity. Wait, <laughs> will you please keep in touch? Let us know, okay? Yeah, of course. Um, yeah, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Well, Becca, thank you again. Yeah, thank you, guys. Busy Phillips. Yes. Anna Ferris. Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. This was really fun. I love you so much. I love you too. And I love you too, listeners. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Please help us build an unqualified community. Please write down or record your stories and send them to Anna at unqualified.com. Or you can send a letter or postcard to unqualified P.O. Box 528 15332 Antioch Street, which is spelled A N T I O C H, Pacific Palisades, California 90272.